Welcome to the segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound brought to you by Be Simply. Sometimes my hair's alright, I dwell on my past lives, act like I'm transcending. But I gotta do my best to do what mama says, not get offended. Gotta try to sound. I want to thank you for being here in this moment and. This segment is brought to you by Be Simply, and I am Suzanne Toro. I appreciate each and every one of you taking the space to sit and be in harmony with yourself and explore your inner landscape. Today's uh, Dharma talk, uh, we are going to explore calibration based on where we are astronomically here on planet Earth. Now, as new information continues to arise, it will continue to shift some of the syntax and words that we use to describe, uh, especially our spiritual practice. And no matter what faith you practice in this given moment, there will always be a deeper meaning in those writings uh, and the context of the true nature of your mind and the perceptual reality that you're engaging in. And so you know, I'll share oftentimes, you know, with my students and my clients that there is important, like anything, to go through the process of one foot in front of the other versus trying to run ahead because you'll have to ultimately go back and learn. And this is the interesting, you know, when we have these two roads that are separating, you have this fast push for artificial intelligence against human consciousness and it's fascinating to me to observe because there's absolutely no need to push and force it's a very young uh, egoic process that's happening that will lead to destruction because this world system the way it was co-created doesn't operate at that speed nor is there a need for it. So maybe in another world system, there's a need for that fast processing. I guess if you were like trying to navigate some c- certain things that were moving so rapidly, there would need for that. However, what will ultimately happen is, you know, we have these two roads separating and they, they have their destined journey. And from there, the outcome for both, I can be a little bit fortuitous as the ones taking the fast route, the shortcut, will have to come back to this juncture and move at the calibrated rate of exchange with this world system. And so it doesn't mean that we won't have some tech here, but there there's always cause and effect. And so understand that you know, one person may have awareness at a certain level based on their spiritual path. However, they can't like dump it into a person's mind. That person has to discover it on their own. The same with tech, even if you artificially interface something with your physical being, that doesn't mean that your eternal being, your soul will pick it up and retain it because it's kind of like cheating on a test. And so if we powered down all the technology right now, 
there will be a handful, and I say a handful of people that remember how to use those things I mentioned, like a slide ruler, how to uh, solve algebraic equations, how to write and communicate in a way that can be received by many. And then there will be the students that will have to relearn those or they might have to like cycle into nature and come back out again. So you can think about that right now as we go through this passage, because we still can run across the street to one another. And I think there will be quite a bit of that. Uh, but understand what brought us to this juncture is those metaphorical and literal seven deadly sins that are written in some scriptures. So one of them being greed. So I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, we can not tell our clients that we can do these things fast because they won't know about AI and we don't have to do anything. It just does it for us. Again, that's cause and effect. I use this example. If you are shortcutting and then charging your client while you're not working, that's basically greed and theft. So think of it this way, that if you want to have, you know, a long range plan here, you want to think about how you can be calibrated with your inner code of ethics and in harmony with the ecosystem that's around us. And it's so magical. It's so profound. Nature has so much to offer us and it gives us all the resources we need. As soon as we start to create this um, demand on things that it can't yield the return and think we'll just replace all um, the work with artificial means. And then what? Because really you need the human interchange in the dynamic eco space that we have. And that's mother nature relies on humans to do this, uh, to engage our imagination and exploration and wonderment. And that doesn't include a machine. And so maybe our consciousness will continue to evolve. And maybe some people are the school of thought that we're just in a simulation. And that would go back to some of the language. It's just different syntax that this is all um, perceptual illusion. So when we look at a limited understanding of physics is that we know that the observer is what gives context to what is. Yet when you bring an observer from the outside that is not in the same perception of reality that these people or some people are operating in, then things start to shift because it's being perceived differently. It's kind of like if you have someone that's a compulsive liar in the room, but maybe he or she has gotten away with that all their lives and suddenly bring a few observers in the room that see it, then the other people start waking up to the fact, literally waking up, wow, this person has been manipulating us. So this is the dance that we're going to be in right now. And so the calibration is really important that you adhere to your inner code of ethics. And when I teach on a deeper level about cause and effect, it's important. One of the key things as a student gets a little deeper into cause and effect and has an authentic understanding, intellectually, I would say anyone listening to this can understand what I'm about to explain, but to 
really feel it on the physical, eternal level, it creates a efficacy within yourself. So when you go to take action, you start to say, hmm, because you know, you have a deep knowing that every action I'm taking is co-weaving the future. So it's not only going to harm potentially me in the future, it could harm the generations to come. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because years, years ago when I was out at Hopi, um, nation on one of my time, my visits out there. Um, there's a clan that for this point on one of the mesas that has no water, no electricity. And even their grandchildren were upset because like they held certain crafts and abilities and languages that their grandparents refused to teach the young. And the reason was because they felt they would not hold it properly conversely, uh, you know, with my Tibetan roots, hope I have both Hopi and Tibetan roots, the Tibetan roots, they want to share it everywhere so that it'll keep flying. So I think both have value to them. However, when you share something everywhere, a teaching, it degrades because people aren't ready to understand it. And that's what we're seeing right now is people like pontificate things, they snatch them on the internet and they pretend that they have something to do with it, yet eventually they'll figure it out. And I'm quite certain from an Eastern or Buddhist perspective, that would be why people are sharing it. Um, From a Native American indigenous perspective, they know so deeply that what they hold will re-emerge in a very authentic way. And so we are at that separation right now, those, those roads. And that's why it's really important for you to calibrate to your inner code of ethics. And just to really think about what am I saying in this moment? What am I acting or doing or thinking that not only can cause harm to myself, but to others, because the boomerang effect is going to be rather, rather rapid for people right now. Where before, as that example of maybe someone that's a charlatan is good at manipulating people, that is going to fling back to them most immediately because the people that are choosing to be on an earthbound path uh, are going to see things clearer and clearer and clearer and calibrate. And that's why, you know, if you get a chance to be invited into some of the tribal communities, you'll see how things work everything's visual visible meaning that it's felt and people can't manipulate in certain ones not in all um the the way they do in the western modernized quote unquote modernized world so on a spiritual path from here forward if you can start to practice two things to ask yourself just it's a real quick thing you know it should be fluid like these actions I'm going to take, how will they impact myself and others? And then from there to also ask yourself, um, is this calibrated with my internal code of ethics? Meaning that what are the things that are really important to you? And typically I can share that people like if they want honesty, I've shared this before, typically they have some work to do around that word, honesty, or trust. 
same thing, something to do around there. And it's not always like that they've been in the victim seat of that. They might have been in the perpetrator seat of that. So we're refining right now so that we can pave the way for a more holistic and calibrated uh, society that can actually create instantaneously in a beautiful way, um, but it's with ethics. And this is the other thing that I share. When one has certain capabilities, there is an efficacy with that. And so if you have certain skill sets and you're using them inappropriately, there is definitely a feedback loop. And sometimes that takes time to learn that, wow, I just can't, just because I can do this, doesn't mean you use it. It's kind of like a, a police officer with their guns. They don't just use it because they have it. The same thing happens um, in, you know, any kind of skills that you might start to harness metaphysically for yourself through prayer, meditation, through certain uh, practices that you learn to refine. Those are to assist you in moving through the world. No different than your eyes are there to assist you, your hands, your ears, all your senses, and all these other senses that we haven't even opened. So as you maybe today go into this meditation, I encourage you to ask yourself, what does it mean to calibrate myself with the world around me? And what am I calibrating to? Um, is it peace? And then is, are there things in my life that need to uh, be reevaluated to see if they can become peaceful? And if not, what does that mean? We could use the example of a relationship. Say that you really care for someone, but it's not, it's very tumultuous. It's not peaceful. Um, then it's like, hmm, how can you find peace first for yourself? It would start internally. And then those external relationships shift because you will understand you're kind of at your tipping point of, okay, peace is really important to me, yet I'm in all these tumultuous relationships and it's time for me to return to my calm. And so a way to do that is once you evaluate where you want to calibrate your life to, and this will change many times over depending on the phase of your life that you're in. Once you realize what that is, it's to really sit with it and feel into what has to happen to make that happen. Meaning like, do you need to remove things from your life? Do you need to add things to your life? Do you uh, need to internally really get honest with yourself as to where you're not honoring this thing that you want to calibrate for yourself. So as you move into this meditation, just really welcome in where and how and what am I wanting to calibrate. When I ask people overarching uh, how they want to feel, what's the energy they want to exchange with the world around them, by and large, the word happy doesn't come out first. It's usually calm, peace, grounded, strong. Um, these are just energies that can actually help balance, you know, a whole community. 
so think about what you're ready to calibrate with and then think about the energies that you have been exchanging and how they interact with you and the world around you. And if you've been, you know, more insular for through this period of the brouhaha and planet Earth, I encourage you to evaluate as you're ready to come back out into the world uh, because we need to be out in the world. We need to be interacting with one another, exchanging and talking and speaking and connecting. These things are very valuable. The black box, sit and do nothing, it creates a lazy society. And, you know, laziness is an affliction from a Buddhist or a yogic perspective. So, you know, really think about some of these things. And maybe next week, I'll write a note, we'll go through um, some of the afflictive emotions and how they stifle uh, us in everyday life and how we can liberate those and transform them. Um, It's fine to take a rest, but there's also a point of, you know, certain mind sound bites that are being fed to humanity at large to get people to buy into actually those seven deadly sins or those afflictive emotions that will keep you um, dysregulated from your natural state of being. And so that natural state of being is truly just a calm at peace. I've mentioned this many times before in nature, it's peace. There's no problems. There's nothing to be upset about, you know, animals and plants definitely have emotions and a reaction just like us cause and effect yet they're in harmony with their ecosystem. We have forgotten as humans how to do this. And, um, that's for many reasons, but this is our time to remember and to wake up and recalibrate with the world around us. And uh, compassion is needed because everyone's going to do it at their own rate. So uh, also through this calib- recalibration process or calibration process, I encourage you to let go of what you think you know, because as in general consciousness opens and expands, you're going to get new bodies of information and it's humbling. It's like, whoa, you know, and some of these things, these ahas can't be put into words. And I encourage you whenever you have one of those moments, if it can't be articulated, keep it for yourself because that's your little aha or big aha. And that's for you because once it gets uh, integrated and processed and as you move into the world, it'll be felt in different levels. And if you really need to talk to someone, you know, contact someone like myself or someone that has the capacity to guide you and hold it in a sacred container versus like sharing it everywhere or sharing it on social media. Those kinds of things can cause a lot of disturbance um, because we are energetic beings and we have thought waves. So as we lead in, I want you to ask yourself three questions. And the first one is, uh, how do I want to calibrate my mind? And I would encourage everyone to have it remain empty, but you, you choose based on knowing your mind and where it's at. How do I, how and where do I need to calibrate my mind? And it might be working towards that, that clear mind. Um, and then where and how do I need to calibrate my heart? And then lastly, where and how do I need to calibrate 
my physical body. And then the last one is to listen to your eternal being. Where are you authentically at right now? You might want to be like light years away from where you're at, but let your internal soul reflect where you're at and what is possible. So that way you're not running ahead. You're actually operating from the present moment. And then the soul will assist you because it'll open up and support you in that process. Also, it'll make the karma that might be locking you into certain things release so that you can move more fluidly into the next. So with that being said, I welcome you to come up into an upright seated position. Optimally, this is the place you want to be when you're meditating in a silent meditation. And so you lift your spine up. You can do a half lotus, full lotus, crisscross applesauce. And if you need a little bit of back support, uh, because something's going on the physical body, lean up against the back of a sofa or a chair or a wall. Otherwise come off the wall and then rise up and then drop your shoulders down, relaxing the physical body. And then from there, I welcome you to find a focal point, especially if you have a busy mind, open eye meditation will serve you well and or recovering from trauma. And then I want you to take a nice deep breath in and exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. One more inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, just follow your natural breathing pattern.
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual being. And then gently, without staying where your presence is, just recline into Shavasana, corpse pose, a.k.a. prone position on your back. Alternatively, you can curl up into the fetal position on the right or left side. And then gently from there, reconnect to your natural breathing pattern. Allow that to be your focal point as you lead into and receive these sound transmissions.
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your heart center. Gently breathing in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. And one more inhale. And exhale. And as you continue to breathe in and out, I welcome each and every one of you to follow your natural breathing pattern and just be where you are and when you're ready you'll rise up into a seated position and maybe if you can take a little bit more space for yourself just to maybe write down what it means to calibrate with yourself with the outside ecosystem meaning a Mother Earth, Gaia, however you want to refer to your environment and the cosmos. And then from there, what does it mean to calibrate with the people in and around your life and your, your insular community um, and then your outer community and maybe your work community? Just to get very clear on what that is and see if uh, you need to pay attention to certain aspects. And then... From there, understand that when we calibrate, it's like the subtle effort that you're like, wow, I want more peace. So then in every moment in relationship, even to cause and effect, you're understanding that peace is important to me. So therefore, I'm going to make efforts to generate peace within myself and with those I encounter. And then your imprint, your karmic imprint is less. Um, when we get away from those seven deadly sins and get away from striving for those things in that respect, this grasping respect, then again, the imprint's different. And so many beautiful things can happen when you have this clear understanding of what you want to generate. And if it's simply calm, then everything you do work from the inside out to generate that calm and that will be retained. Um, and you'll know, you know, when you need to be a mama or a papa bear, but that's the exception, not the constant. <laughs> all right. So I invite you all to stay a little bit longer uh, with Kadri Scott She's going to play Sunbeam. I want to give special thanks to Random Rap and also Dante Marino uh, for contributing in their own fashion to this segment and to all of you for taking the space to look in. Uh, tune in later this week or whenever there will be a full moon meditation for you to connect with the incoming uh, opportunity to take graceful action and transformation. Until next time, this is Suzanne Toro signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a gentle smile, a deep bow, and a nonsense.
Gate 